0: You can look for new limited edition 15 packs of Original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames.
1: Welcome inside Flames Postgame Live. It's brought to you by Original 16. The Calgary Flames playing out their final two home games of this regular season and the final two games of the year. The math entering tonight was quite simple. Two games, four points on the line, and uh, quite frankly, they needed all four of them. And unfortunately for the Flames here tonight, they get this game to overtime and eventually a shootout and uh, will only leave the rink with just the one point. Uh, Nashville comes away with a shootout winner, uh, courtesy Tommy Novak, in uh, the fourth round. And uh, the final score here tonight, 3-2, the Nashville Predators win. They keep their season alive. Uh, We knew kind of about midway through, or at least during the early part of this hockey game tonight, with the Winnipeg's win, one team was going to be eliminated tonight. Whoever lost this game, and uh, unfortunately, it's the Calgary Flames. What do you take away from uh, tonight? Well,
2: it wasn't the start that they were looking for, but again, the Flames showed great resilience. And I mean, that's not really going to matter a lot at this point. Yeah. But they did. They scrapped. They fought from behind twice in this game. They, I really like their effort in trying to close it out at the end of the third period. They were trying for this thing not to get to overtime. There was desperation in their game. Uh, they threw everything at Soros. There was a couple of saves he made on tips, a couple of saves point blank. And unfortunately, these single points that have eluded the Calgary Flames all season, it turns out to be, again, the determining factor.
1: Yeah, disappointing. And uh, to your point, uh, wow, what a what a you know momentum-wise in the third period they pushed and uh, had some really good opportunities. UC Saros ends up uh, facing uh, over forty shots. I think makes forty-three saves and then a couple of big huge ones in the shootout, as we know. Um, maybe let's go through the highlights of this hockey game and kind of start right from the outset. As you mentioned, the start maybe not exactly the way you wanted to play out but I guess the good news was the fact that they were only down one nothing after one despite that.
2: Yeah and I know we start with a Markstrom blunder here but he was really really good for this team tonight. Made a lot of great saves held his team in it allowed them to get their bearings after the first period. Didn't make the best decision here he probably after the mishandle should have headed back to the crease but again he was rock solid for this team and he gave them every chance to win.
1: So Nashville had the 1-0 lead after one, but then in the second period, right as the penalty, uh, their penalty expires, Troy Stetcher finds a perfect seam and a perfect shot.
2: Yeah, and the Flames finally started getting some traffic around the net. They started to tilt the ice a little bit. They had a couple of big penalty kills before this Troy Stetcher goal, and they eventually started taking the momentum from the Nashville Predators.
1: So 1-1 as we've uh, turned to the third period, and this was kind of an odd bounce, and it comes off the backboard, and we believe off the official skate as well, and then back into the pads of Markstrom, eventually it's Zach Sanford that finds it.
2: Yeah, there was some four-on-four hockey before this going on, there was a little, just a little bit of a scramble on this play, and that's an unfortunate bounce, and you do see on that angle. You know, this the, yeah, with his leg. Generally, the puck doesn't get kicked out that that quickly in front. It's a little more subdued off the backboards.
1: So a bad break and a 2-1 lead. But uh, to your credit, the resiliency—they've done it all season long, especially in the final couple of months of the season. They just were not going to go away. Michael Backlund finishes off a nice three-way passing play.
2: Yeah, really heads up play here from Manjapani. He knows exactly what he's doing this puck and that's not easy to finish there. Cross the body for Backlund and Saros, who is up to the task tonight,
1: he beats him clean. 19 goals on the season for Michael Backlund. Nothing in the overtime when it was a heck of an overtime. We'll go back to that in just a moment, but here's the shootout. We'll show you who was able to beat a goaltender. Jonathan Huberto was the first shooter for either team. Scores to make it 1-0. This was the last shooter for the Nashville Predators to keep their season alive, and that is stone cold from Cody Klatt. And
2: you see the frustration with Markstrom. He got a little piece
1: of that puck just not enough, and this extended the shootout. So it was uh into the now fourth round that Tommy Novak would have the opportunity to win it and does so there, beating Jacob Markstrom. UC Saros gets the congratulations from his teammates. 43 saves, three stops in the shootout to uh, Nazem Kadri, Nick Ritchie, and eventually Michael Backlund all stoned by Saros, and that is the difference in this hockey game, and they win it three to the final. Uh, maybe just uh, – you were just talking about you've been in this situation before where you know you push and late in the season and have an opportunity, and you get into that you know kind of nine hole, and, and you're fighting right to the end. I mean, what are these guys feeling right now? You could see the disappointment on the bench and just sort of knowing – uh, you know you, th- you threw it all out there and it's not meant to be
2: yeah and again we didn't even get to see any of the overtime tonight and it yeah. was absolutely wild it was in the Calgary Flames favor and you got to give some credit to UC Soros this guy now is I think his record improves to eight one and one versus the Calgary Flames and he has had their number yeah. very positionally sound but what you're alluding to Brendan I've been in I've been on both sides of the coin here uh, when it comes to trying to get into the playoffs a few seasons here with the flames under Brent Sutter we were very close we were in that 90 to 95 point range which we always kind of knew in the west that you were shooting for about 95 points and that was your magic number and I've also been clinging on to an Eighth spot and trying not to throw that away and give that away and I'm telling you those the last month of all of those seasons was an absolute grind yeah you're you're in one your playoffs start early every point matters so much you don't have no luxury of taking your taking your foot off the gas you have to be prepped every night so you got to feel a little bit for what these guys are going through in here professional athletes, they come to the rink and they apply themselves every night, yep. and when it doesn't go your way like it did tonight, it, it stings.
1: Well, and that's what you talk about, like a grind. I mean, the mental, you know, fortitude it takes to come in knowing how much is at stake every single night, and these guys have been saying it. and we've been asking the questions every morning, and it's, you know, here's the next biggest game, and it really has felt like that for about a month now, and it, it does take a toll in some ways, I'm sure. Yeah, and you got to give the Calgary Flames credit.
2: They won a lot of these games in the end when people were saying that they probably would have to win the vast majority of them and they stepped up they did a they did a good job but again that doesn't count for much right now the the feeling within that dressing room is going to be sheer and utter disappointment um and again you have one more to play I guess the only bonus is that (laughs) as a hockey player you want them all to count you want them all to matter for something but if you get to this point least you're only going to have one that doesn't matter as i've played i played it out i've been mathematically eliminated in january before
1: come on january with the tampa bay lightning that was no fun that's a couple that's a long few months there to finish up Oh, that's a grind yeah uh, it's it, your To your point, I mean, Daryl Sutter said that there was a point here, you know, about a month ago, make sure every game's meaningful down the stretch, and uh, and they very much have been, and obviously game 82 uh, will not have that same uh, desire to it. Uh, we'll, actually, we'll get to Daryl Sutter in just one moment, but as you were alluding to, let's just uh, circle back to that overtime, because the last two, I mean, the one in Vancouver was sensational, end-to-end, back-and-forth yep. action. And very similar to tonight in terms of the looks, the grade-A chances both ways, and those are the kind of overtimes when 3 and 3 kind of first came in. That's kind of what we got used to every night, and now it's become so much possession. But just sort of a, a sampling, a little bit of what we saw in this overtime session here tonight, and the opportunities the Flames did have at Nashville for their port, but to end this in uh, in the 3-on-3 three three portion.
2: Yeah, and you just wonder if it... The reason for the chaotic last couple of overtimes is due to the fact of how much is on the line and the yeah. desperation that the calgary flames were showing they were pressing like we said this this overtime almost started with five minutes left to go in the third period yeah sure did yeah. but some incredible saves by both goalies in this one and some chances that you know some of the flames will be that one right <sighs> there. that one right there yeah. he'll be He'll be seeing that that empty cage. He'll be seeing that for the next little while, kind of reviewing and going over this one. Puck slides to Foley, grade A chance, just doesn't get a lot of wood on that thing.
1: And, and You know what? Give some credit. I mean, Nashville had some sticks in some pretty important lanes there. Ryan McDonough, that was the second one of that overtime session for Weger, and uh, somehow gets the shaft of his stick on it. And so, uh, alas, not meant to be here tonight for the Calgary Flames. 3-2 the final. Nashville wins it eventually. In the shootout, as uh, we hear some reaction post-game, let's hear from the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Uh, he's now in the Ed Whelan Media Lounge. Let's hear from head coach Darryl Sutter now. I
0: just see this one
3: shape up? Oh, it's too bad. I we deserved better. at all the really good chances in overtime. Fight back in the third, tie it. Tough. We hadn't seen
0: Nick Ritchie in a shootout uh, situation for you guys. Uh, what was I thinking using him?
3: Uh, he scored on him in a shootout before. Pretty much I think just watch you probably gotta go somewhere glove on him. Other than unless you're somebody like Johnny that can do lots of different things. And I guess choosing him over, say, Toffoli or Manja I guess that's just not much point. difference. If you do the percentages rods, it's you know what, you're going on practice and going on guys that have scored against him prior. It's not it's not the point, really, it's had no bearing on the game. The difference is those great chances in overtime. Three two games, it's like a playoff game, right?
0: Now that you've missed the playoffs, what, when you look back at this season, what? I don't think
3: Derek could do that yet, right? Not yet. Yeah, I mean, we got another game to win here.
2: Daryl, I know it's <coughs> excuse me, I know it's fresh, but on a night like this, where the playoff hope
3: ends, what what are those nights like for a coach to this group? Well, we we'll want to make the playoffs, right? That's, that's what you coach for.
1: Uh, there is uh, head coach Daryl Sutter and short and sweet here tonight, and uh, you know he mentioned it right there, kind of three two, uh, the desperation as you talked about in the third, kind of did feel like it was a playoff game, and for all intents and purposes, it really was. It was an elimination game here tonight, no matter how you shake it.
2: I know, and again, I'm alluding to seasons that I've had before. Yeah. We had a season just just the same here in Calgary where we could not win in a shootout to save our life, so everything we did was to
1: try not to get to that point, and you could. I think you can see
2: that in the Calgary Flames tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why, why even get there if you, if you can avoid it, right? Um, all right, let's go back inside the Calgary Flames locker room. Uh, let's hear from uh, Jacob Markstrom now. Uh, he obviously had a huge night and uh, really you know, did a good job of keeping the Calgary Flames in this hockey game early on. Let's hear from Markstrom uh, on his thoughts post-game. How do you
0: put a, a night like this into perspective?
4: Uh, I don't know. It's uh, you know obviously tough. Uh, battle back to 1-1 and then... Uh, you know, they're—I don't know why Kelly's going behind the net. They're on their second goal and kicking the puck back to the same side, say side it came from. And you know, they scored, and then you know, one with a big goal. And I mean, it's uh, when we're scoring the shootout, you wanna you wanna get that win.
1: I guess you're not gonna make the playoffs if you had time to kind of react or digest to that. yet. No.
4: What do you think overtime and shootouts has
0: been so tough on this group this season? I don't know. Was there any dialogue on that explanation from Kelly on, on what happened? No, I didn't okay. see it until
4: after the game, actually. I would have probably, it was probably a good thing. I probably would have been really upset there. I don't know why he's going behind the net. It's you know, two or three guys in front of the net, and they, they throw it towards the net, and it's going to bounce out the one way, and he's trying to make a play behind the net. I don't know what he's doing.
0: You have one game to go, I know it doesn't mean anything, but just uh, the fight that's been in this team uh, right through to almost the very end. What can you say, despite not getting where you want to be, about what you saw in this room? I don't know. I'm, right now, it's frustrating, for sure. Okay, thanks, Mark. Thank, Thank, you. You.
4: Thank you.
1: All right, so some obvious disappointment there, and understandably so, from uh, the goaltender, Jacob Marksherman, expressing, uh, as we talked about on that uh, unfortunate bounce, and, um, you know, uh, in those spots, when we talk about you know every chance that doesn't go in the back of the net, those are the ones you stare back at because uh, it's a bad break, but it's it's one that ends up uh, you know playing a factor in the hockey. Yeah, and you
2: usually don't want the refs having an impact on the game like that. Yeah. And uh, I'll take a look at it here. They were also not getting great reviews before this happened right. in the game, and yeah. I don't think really anybody would have seen this. But again, that hits the end boards with kind of minimal. Uh, kinetic energy on that thing and I don't think it gets even close to coming out in front like that and that's behind guys pick it up the play goes on so you can see the frustration and understand why
1: yeah for sure and uh, obviously good on the Calgary Flames once again for coming back and tying the hockey game and the man that did that is uh, Michael Backlund scored his 19th goal of the season tied it up at two to get the Flames that one point and get it to extra time Uh, and then in the end it was Nashville that uh, ends up winning let's hear from uh, one of the alternate captains on this team Michael
0: Backlund Michael, can you uh, maybe just describe the the emotions right now with you and inside this room?
4: Yeah, it's hard. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, It's uh, not a happy guy in there. It's um, it's, just really
0: hard. Michael, this group has sort of run on hope for the last six weeks and, and has deserved so much credit for hanging around. What's that moment like when it's finally kind of out of your grasp?
4: Yeah, it's um, yeah, an empty feeling. As uh, like you say, I pushed for a long time, and uh, it's a long season, and uh, um, we fought all the way till the end, and uh, it's just an empty, hard feeling.
0: Half the league misses
2: the playoffs, but for you guys, there have just been so many of these one-goal losses. It feels like it's been
3: some heartbreak or times. Has that been? Has that made it? Well, hopefully, does that make it more difficult at this point? No, no, close no.
4: Well, I haven't got that far uh, to process that. Uh, it just feels hard right now, and, yeah. don't have many thoughts right now, more than it's just really upsetting, sad, tough, um, sucks. Any idea why the games that have gone beyond 60 minutes have been so much trouble for this group? Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it's been early on. There was a lot of penalties. We had to kill... Three on four lots, and then we start playing a little better three on three and um, but just not good enough three on three and in shootouts. Okay,
0: thanks Max.
1: Thank you. Yeah. All right, there is uh, alternate captain uh, Michael Backlund and uh, tough spot. Uh, I, I know they're right now, especially the post mortem, it's hard to, you can't do it right now, obviously. There's still one more game to go as Daryl Sutter said, but uh, not not an easy spot. Not much to say as your, uh, if you're a player as well.
2: No, when you're in the dressing room, we should probably just do with elimination game interviews yeah, because yeah. you know what the answers are going to be. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. You want to ask what emotion they're feeling. Well, if they really wanted to tell you, yeah, I'm sure it would, there'd be a few more expletives. Well, there'd be a, somebody so on the it is, button. It's, it's tough. Everyone's doing yeah. their job tonight, but again, you don't get a lot and you shouldn't get a lot. Cause there's just, there's deep disappointment in there right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and as you said, we're not even 10 minutes probably after the final buzzer has gone. So Hard to kind of process that too, right? I mean, there's not much you can really say at this point. No, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple and uh, pretty effective. Uh, and yet, we're going to listen to one more. Uh, Rasmus Sanderson uh, is inside the Flames locker room. We'll see what uh, how he sums up here uh, tonight and the disappointment with it.
0: So maybe same sort of question too. How do you, how do you describe uh, the emotions uh, after a game like that, after a season that comes to an end too short? Um,
5: disappointed. Um, just overall disappointed and um, yeah, in the situation we're in and um, that we didn't we just didn't manage to uh, get
0: enough points to um, get in a playoff spot. Aside from not getting that playoff spot, which is the ultimate goal, what is the, the part that's maybe most disappointing for you?
5: Um, just probably that we didn't get that. You know, we felt like we were in almost every game this year and um, we just didn't manage to um get that goal and we needed a goal and um i mean same tonight i will wide open that and you know barry just gets a stick on it last second and um and misses so kind of disappointed you know it's i mean if you take you know half the half the um ot losses we've lost this year shootout and uh you know we're in by by a few points so uh it's probably the the most disappointing that we've been in you know almost every game and um and that we just didn't manage to um you know rack a few wins together more often uh, i mean i i don't think we've won 3-4 in a row since what we we did now a couple of weeks ago but before that it was what since december so um you know it's uh, in so many games so you got you got to rack up wins um wins consecutively, oh, sorry. And um, we didn't manage to do that and um, but yeah as I said the most disappointing is probably it's just that we've been in we've been in so many games and uh, this is kind of um, you know it is, it's kind of the same feeling after it feels like most of the nights, you know, what if what if and um, and it's uh it's a do league, it's not a what if league.
3: Yeah. When you
2: see the puck bounce off the game, I,
5: feel like just left was just I I honestly I didn't see it until uh, um, until after the game so I, I I I don't know but I mean it's it's a bad balance and then um, but you know it's what can you say we we scored the tying goal after so you know um, you know what can you say realizing
0: it's fresh but have you ever been a part of a season at any level where you just could point to so many things that. Were so close, but didn't go your way. Uh,
5: no, probably not. Um, you know, the, this is I think my second time missing playoffs in NHL. You know, obviously it was a COVID year the last time, and we just we weren't good enough that year. But this year, it feels like you know, looking around this room, we, we had the we have the squad to do it, and uh, that probably makes it more frustrating. Um, just but we we didn't do it, and um, you know, being in so many games and uh, now coming out on the winning side of those, um, that's probably the the one thing um, that's the most frustrating for sure.
0: Whereas when you guys run on hope for as long as you did, and then it ends suddenly in the show, like is there almost a sense
2: of sort of shock mixed in with it? The- I mean,
5: it's it's so it's it's still so fresh. I think I think coming home tonight and waking up tomorrow, you you're going to realize uh what an opportunity we missed and um you know and now it's you know you can hardly believe it and uh and it's uh you know it's painful and um and yeah so I mean I, I think you know coming home tonight and waking up tomorrow that's when you that's when you're going to realize that um we're out and um it sucks for sure outside expectations affect this group maybe more than you thought it would? No I think we uh, I think we have the most expectations in here and um, I mean you you don't really you don't really pay too much attention to outside uh, expectations and uh, you know but you live in Canada you know you uh, you know if you watch a highlight after your game you know people talk and you see it but uh, no, you you don't um we had more expectations on ourselves than uh than the outside world and um that just you know as I said it's um, it's still fresh and it's brutal. It's brutal, honestly. It's just it's brutal.
0: Thanks <laughs>
3: Original 16,
0: a great way to celebrate things done well.
1: Some really good stuff there from Rasmus Anderson under some really difficult circumstances as uh, the Nashville Predators win 3-2 here in uh, the second, the penultimate game of the season for the Calgary Flames. Uh, They'll have one more to go coming up on Wednesday night. And uh, maybe as we kind of wrap things up here, Corey, just... Obviously, summarize kind of as as Rasmus was saying, a lot of things felt like it kind of stacked against this group this season. But, uh, you know, I, now I'm going to ask you about wrapping up a season here on a night on an elimination night. But just, you know, when you look at in totality the 81 games and just how you ended up in this spot, um, I'm not sure if you could kind of pinpoint one area, but if it's something that kind of stands out, that the way that, you know, this team ends up falling on the short side of the stick.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It was, but again, I, I've talked about it a little bit before. I think, obviously, the the glaring one that's staring us right in the face is all the yeah. all the lost points in overtime. But Seventeen. Again, if you continually find yourself going overtime, then you then you start to do a little bit of you kind of digress and yeah. and look to what happened before that. Did we blow third period leads? Yeah. Um, did we have to scrap back? Like where where did that? take us to those overtime games so but again with this team just again I think the lack of just finish at times really hurt right there Rasmus Anderson a great chance in overtime he's going to be seeing that one for quite a while that that's going to be that's going to kill him right to have to watch that for the next little bit and it's not for lack of effort but again When you have to finish and you have to put pucks in the net, I mean, you got to be determined, and and then there's the whole uh, discussion around luck. If you've had some bad luck, and this yeah. team had a lot of it this year, people think you can create your own luck. But again, as you mentioned, you run this through a whole another season. Do you have that many games go to overtime? Do you have that many points that you don't get? Yeah. Which, yeah. again, we're going to talk about here for the next little while.
1: Yep, stacks up, and uh, 17 leads the National Hockey League in overtime and shootout losses, and that'll be one of the first areas you'll look at. As Rasmus said, even if you flip a few of those, changes the conversation uh, here tonight and uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, thanks for doing it this season. Appreciate it. I know this is your last one with us. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Always good to have you on the desk. Corey Sarich joining us here as we wrap up tonight uh, from the Scotiabank Saddle. Still one more game to go. That'll be Wednesday night in the season finale. But as for tonight, it really did have a playoff feel to it. And uh, Game 7 was the theme of it. But it is the Nashville Predators that prevail. The only thing about the Game 7 is the fact that we wouldn't have seen a shootout if that was the case. But alas, that's what ended it here tonight. UC Saros, a difference maker, making 43 saves to the Calgary Flames fall and are eliminated officially from the Stanley Cup playoffs. San Jose is here on Wednesday to wrap up the regular season. We'll be back with you here on Flames Postgame Live. We'll see you on Wednesday night at the Dome.